Hello everyone, it's Christmas time if you hadn't noticed and we are getting ready thinking about orphans. It like it, does it? <laughs> we're thinking about orphans around the world. Last year was our best year and we're just waiting to see what you and the Holy Spirit have planned for Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation this Christmas. Amen. You know, last year because of you, you helped us and we had our yes. best year ever, even during the pandemic. And we were able <laughs> well, to bless 22 nations, 40 orphanages, five water wells we dug, three homes of widows right. we put roofs on, two vans we bought, uh, one in India for children and one in wow. Burma for children, and a partridge and a pear tree. Effort so every year we do the Christmas project and right. uh, we're expecting to God and you and us to do big things this year. God bless <laughs> you. We right. love you. JMICF, our Terry Mize Ministries, let us hear from you. Orphan1.com. is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. God bless you and welcome today to More Than Conquerors, Terry Mize Ministries program. We are delighted you have joined us and we are excited to talk to you again this year about Orphan One. Not much of the year left. <laughs> I know. And we are rushing to the end of the year. We have so little time left, but we are still sending out money and getting money into the hands of orphanages around the world. We are thrilled with what the Lord is doing, and we are so excited about this. And we just encourage you to join with us in prayer and in giving. And we've got so much. This was last year's report, and we are so excited about this. We were able to go into 22 different nations and share with 40 over 40 different orphanages and works we were able to help three widows put roofs on their houses and and uh what was zimbabwe and zambia zambia and romania and then we bought vans helped buy vans in burma Myanmar and India. And the one in India we were so excited about doing because the, the wonderful lady there is uh, from here in Texas and she works with special needs children in India. Right. And through the pandemic, they had lost their vehicle. They weren't able to take the children back and forth to the hospital for their special treatments and things that they had to have. And that van just, they let the children pick out the color. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and they picked out a bright orangey copper color that they wanted for their orphanage vehicle. And it was so exciting. We got great pictures from that. And we are just thrilled to 
do things like this around the world. And, you know, one of us couldn't do that, but all of us together can get so much work done. Yes. You know, we can be so generous to so many different countries through Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, which is here on the back. Terry, tell them just, uh, you know, 60 seconds of history here on how you, you and Jackie started this. Well, for being in the ministry, of course, 53 years, and in those years, we've always seen orphanages. Right, and, always. Uh, everybody takes yeah. me to tour their orphanage, and I've seen some really great ones and some really bad ones. And, and, uh, and of course, we've supported orphanages forever right. and even had our own orphanages. And then at some point back around 2000 or so, 1999, 2000, somewhere in there, uh, it, it just hit us. That, you know what? We should start a, a separate uh, right. corporation, yes. a separate uh, 501c3 organization and make it a foundation uh, for humanitarian aid, right. for disaster relief, for widows, for orphans. And uh, so so we called it uh, JMICF, Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation. And so we, we use that separately because when there's a hurricane or a tsunami or a disaster, right. Right. and I go in there as Terry Mize Ministries, a lot of times right. they say, we don't want a ministry in here. Right. But if I go in there and say, I'm, I'm the CEO, of an NGO and, and, a, and a humanitarian aid corporation. I've got money. I came to help. They said, oh, we'll come right on in. So we started JMICF as a separate entity, and uh, we use that uh, money uh, to and – we, and we usually don't make a big push for funds or anything. No. Uh, we use that money for disaster relief, for widows, for orphans, for that sort of thing. And, um, and then a number of uh, – uh, a, a number of years ago, I just thought I'll, I'll send some pastors, some just personal friends of mine, a text uh, at Christmas time, and just see if they'd ask their people just to give a dollar, just to give a dollar for orphans, not not, right. not to stress them out, not to put any more pressure on the church in America. Just ask the people to give a dollar, and uh, so I text that to, I don't know a double, a handful of pastor friends, personal friends, and partners, and they just responded overwhelmingly. Yes, they did. And so we were able. We was trying Thankfully to get money for so. just two two orphanages in two countries at that time. And, and so much money came in. They, well, I think we went to five right. uh, countries. And then over the years, it's just continued to be an overwhelming success. That's right. That's and pastors right. even waiting on us to do it and calling us, are you going to do it this year? And, and so uh, this last year in 2020, uh, as you showed the beautiful brochure, uh, we didn't know what would happen during the pandemic. Right. We knew people had lost their jobs. We, we just knew prayed. The economy was crazy. the Lord. And so we just I sent out a text again, and we we mentioned it on this this program. And so much money came in. It was our best year ever. Best year ever. And we were able to expand to 22 nations and bless yes. uh, 40 orphanages. Uh, bought the five, uh, dug five water wells. Right. Put roofs on two, three widows' homes in a couple of different countries. Uh, bought those two vans you mentioned that were the girls' orphanage right. in the jungles of Burma and Myanmar. Uh, and also the special needs orphanage in India. And so we were just thrilled at what God that's right. Uh, has done uh, through that. And so if you'd like to have that brochure that Renee showed you, just go to terrymiles.com or better yet, go to Orphan One. If you go to Orphan, the number one, OrphanOne.com, that's all JMICF. And the last thing I'd like to say about that is that we've committed all these years, we've never spent one dime of the money that's come into JMICF. Right. We've never spent one dime of it. Um, on expenses, our own administration, our own travel, and none of that. We put every cent into the orphans or the disaster relief or the widow, whatever, right. whatever you That's gave right. the money for, we put it 100%. 
and we covered the expenses out of my ministry, out of Terry Mize Ministry. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I don't you know, know many organizations that do that. It's um, so fulfilling to do that, absolutely. you know, and to help people around the world. And we continue to do that, you know, and every year at Christmas, it's amazing. Somewhere in, in that group of people in our sphere of influence and, and friendships with pastors and, and partners around the world, there's always some orphanage or some, some work like that where they're helping women that have been put out or something along the, that line, helping women and children that they'll need a, a new boiler or they'll need air conditioning or they'll need a new pump sure, or they'll just need like your house. Things yeah, just like down. it's your house. So we have continued ever since Terry and I have been married. Every year at Christmas, there was some kind of crisis and especially, you know, in the colder temperature uh, nations. And I'm telling you, it's just been so wonderful to send one year, uh, just before we even got into the holidays, somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, an orphanage needed a new pump for like $9,000. And we sent that immediately. And we had that. And that's what we do with JMICF money. And it's just go and help women and children around the world in whatever situation people get back to us and and tell us what's going on. They report back to us. We ask questions. We find out what's happening. And so because of that, we were able to give into 40 different works in 22 different nations uh, just last year. And that doesn't count all the other years. No, that was was last year at Christmas time. That wasn't what we had done the other 11 months. No, that's right. That was just 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 a Christmas Christmas time. And we continue to to seek out these orphanages. We found out a new one already we're going to get to give. Two in Thailand, a young boys Cambodia. orphanage. Cambodia. Cambodia. And we are just so excited about that because that gives us another, another opportunity to share with these children <laughs> that Jesus loves them and that he has people that will want to give to take care of them. And I was, I was looking at Deuteronomy chapter four. And then we're, we want to talk to you probably about the, the thing that's the nearest to the heart of God, which actually relates to souls. But here in Deuteronomy chapter four, it, Moses says to the people of God, so keep them. And he's talking about the ordinances, the laws, the word of God and do them for that is your wisdom. Yes. And the, and your understanding and the sight of the people. In other words, in your neighborhood, in your family, when you do the word of the Lord and you share his wisdom and his counsel, it says then that is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of everybody that's watching you. We're living letters, Terry, known and read of all men. People watch us to see what we do with our money. They watch us to see what we do with our lives. They watch us to see how we're sharing with other people or if it's just all about me and mine. But he's says here so when when they hear of all these statutes will say this is what the world needs to say about you surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people for what great nation is there who has a god so near to them as the lord our god is to us and all things for which we call upon him and what large and important nation has statutes and ordinances so upright and just as all this law, which I set before you this day. Isn't that amazing? That's a good word. That's a good word. The question was, what, what, what other nation has a God like that? And, you know, what who, a, what, who has a, 
a God like that? Nobody. And a God that's so near to us in all things for which we call upon him. Our God. Our God, God wants us to call upon him for everything. Yes, absolutely. He is El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. He is Jehovah. These are the names he called himself. Yeah. He said, I'm El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. I am Jehovah Jireh, the God who will provide. And so we want to share that with the world, with children. <laughs> With people around the world, women are so persecuted, children are forgotten and left for dead, they're of no value, and only the gospel can share with them how much God loves them, that their life is valuable to all of us, you know, and that's why we're doing this. And so that brings us to our uh, wonderful subject that you learned many, many years ago from Wayne Myers, Living to Give. Oh, my goodness. That'll change your life. Yes, it will. And you're the first one. Of course, you brought that back to the United States, and you're the first one we ever heard say that. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that preach prosperity. Right. A lot of churches preach prosperity. A lot of ministers preach prosperity. And some of them actually do it and believe it and live it. Right. Others have just heard the message and think it sounds good and are trying to make it work. That's right. But there's some real keys to lock into. And, um, And when I was 18 years old, I met... Uh, a missionary in Mexico by the name of Wayne Myers. Yes. Now, I thought he was really, really old. When I was 18 years <laughs> old, he was about 43. I thought he was over the hill. Uh, but I was really well. attracted to his ministry and his heart and his spirit. Right. And and he's still my mentor and still my spiritual father. And he's 99 years he's old 99 now. He's, he's still preaching in Mexico City, 99 years old. And uh, so for Mexico 53 City. years, he's been my mentor, my spiritual father, my yes. my hero, my general, my you know, well. and uh, and love him dearly. But he he actually, um, I mean, I almost I almost have to back up and story after story to ever get where I want to go with this. But <laughs> for time's sake, we can't do that. But uh, I was raised in church, Renee, as you were. Right. So I believed in tithing. Yes. And I believed in giving. Right. Now, I didn't dare expect anything back from God because the pastor <laughs> told us not to. And my That's mama right. told me not That's to. That's right. So we just, you know, when the offering. Nothing like tradition when to they steal took up the a offering good thing. And the, and the pan came by or the receptacle came by, we just put our money in. Never thought a thing in the world about it. No faith in it. No expectation. And then, and then at age 19. Uh, I was in the army, right? And all of a sudden, I went from making good money because I had my own business, and, and Jackie was a dental technician, so she made good money. I made good money. We didn't have kids, and we, you know, so we we went in debt and bought a house and and uh, furniture <laughs> and everything's lovely. And and I got drafted in the military, right? So um, when I got out of the uh, when I when I went from making good money to making military money, which was one hundred twenty eight dollars a month, uh, a month, it, it was serious. All of a sudden, we. We're in trouble. And uh, now, and so at at 19, uh, Oral Roberts had written a book called The Miracle of Seed Faith. And uh, Jackie's grandmother, who was a godly woman, uh, gave it to me. She said, Terry, I just got this book in the mail from Oral Roberts. I think you'd enjoy it. Right. I said, great. Let me have it. And here I am in the Army. And uh, we'd gone out to Oklahoma to see her, like on a little leave or a pass or something. Uh, and so I took it back to El Paso uh, in Fort Bliss, Texas, uh, missile defense. And so I went back out to, to El Paso and I read that book, Miracle of Seed Faith, and it revolutionized my life. How because Oral likened, likened our giving, our tithing and our giving, he likened it to a farmer planting seed. 
Right. And now everybody and their dog does that. But oral was the first one I ever heard, and I think probably the first one that did it, but, you know, besides Jesus. Uh, but he said, you know, no farmer plants for fun, no farmer plants just because. No, he said every farmer plants for profit. Right. So the reason they plant is because there's a spiritual law and a natural law that says when you when you sow, you reap. When right. you give, you receive. When you plant, you harvest. When You know, whatever you put in, you get back more. It's a law of God because absolutely. God made it a law. It works in the natural. Right. Absolutely. And it's such a law, he said, that the bankers know it. And he said, so a farmer can go to a bank and tell his banker, hey, I've got 100 acres, 500 acres, 1,000 acres, whatever. And, he, and I need this much seed to put in that many acres. And if I do that, it'll produce this much harvest. And so I need you to loan sure me some thing. money to buy a tractor or loan me some money to buy some seed or whatever. And, and Oral brought it out that that, farm, that banker knows that law. Right. Knows it's a law of God and a law of nature. And so he'll look at the stats and he'll say, okay, this much land, this much seed, produce this much harvest. And so he'll loan a farmer money based on the seed that he's going to sow right. and the harvest he's going to get. And so I was just dumbfounded by that because uh, Oral said this. He said, you don't you don't just put your offering in the bucket. You don't just drop your tithe in the bucket and forget it and never think about it. He said, you pray over it. You pray over every offering you give. You never let an offering go by you don't give, and you never let an offering go by that you don't pray over. In fact, he said to me one time personally, he said, Terry, I wouldn't go to a church that when they take up the offering— they don't read you a right. scripture and tell you that God I've will bless you. I've heard you say that many times. And so I just always listen, you know, and see what the Word says about finances and about giving exactly. and what have you. And so I, I learned from, from Oral that if you had a need, if you had a problem, you know, the rent's due, you need a car, you needed this, you needed that, you needed something else, and you don't have the money, right. that you can take, you can plant a seed yes. <laughs> for that problem. And say, Father, I need to pay this bill, or I need to buy a car, or I need, and so I'm planting seed, and then God would multiply that seed and give it back to you, and you could go take care of your needs. So, in other yeah. words, you were you were giving in order to live, right? And of course, sinners they just are even nominal Christians; they just give to give, right? Just just like I did when I was a kid. Mama said you need to give, and Pastor said you need to give, so I gave. I just gave to give because they told me to. Uh, and then sinners will just live to live. You know, there's no there's no focus in it. They just they yeah. get up and go to work, go home, come home, go to bed, get up and go to work, come home, go to bed, get up and go to work, come home, go to bed, and they're just living to live. Right. But Oral was was giving in order to live. Right. So Jackie and I started that. I mean, I think that's born on the inside. It got born in my spirit. I I, I got it. I said that's right. That's real. Revolution. That's my life. So we started operating that way in the army. And I mean, God started moving. Pow, pow, pow. Miracles would happen wow. in the army. Not, not People say, well, it works for your preacher. No, I was in the army. Works for your missionary. No, I was in the army. I was just an army guy. And it worked for us. When we, got, when we got out of the army and went to Mexico as missionaries, then we ended up at Wayne Myers' house overnight for a couple of nights. And uh, had to be in Mexico City, and he got to stay with them. And the first day, there was a knock at the door, and, and, and I said, who is it? And he said, he said, are you kids decent? And I said, yes, sir, we're in bed, but we're decent. And he said, well, I'm coming in. <laughs> and Wayne walks into our bedroom, into the, his guest room, and he's carrying a silver tray with three glasses of orange juice. Wow. One for me, one for Jackie, and one for our little two-year-old guy who's now 50. And, uh, and so he served us his orange juice in bed. And when he left us, I told I told Jackie, I said, this great 
man of God, this great veteran missionary that I respect so much, just served us orange juice in bed. What, what kind of deal is that? Yeah, really. you know. And he sees something in us. And so while we were there those couple of days, I watched how his, he was living. I watched some things he did, and I said to Jackie, I said, you know how we, we do what Oral taught us, that we, we give in order to live, we have a need, we give, then go, we can meet our needs. Right. Sure. And I said, well, that's not what Wayne's doing. I said, Wayne and Martha, they're not doing that. They're doing something higher. Yeah. Uh, I said, they're actually, they're actually living in order to give. Right, right. They're here to bless. Right. The purpose of them being here is to help somebody, to bless That's somebody, right. and they to know give it. to somebody, to share something. And, and I said, it's not like he's standing on the street corner just handing out dollar bills, but I said, no, right. it almost is. I said, yeah. in the spirit, he's just, he's just aware all the time. People are living by faith. Somebody needs some help, and I'm going to help them. Exactly how and they're so alike. I, I told her that day in that guest room, I said, I said we, that's how we're going to live the rest of our lives. We're, we're going to change what we're doing, even though what we're doing works. Right. We're going to change that and start living to give. We're not we're no longer going to start being just given in order to live, but we're going to live in order to give. We're here to be a blessing. And I told the Lord several things that day. I said, I won't ever be broke. I'm working for you. I, I, I work for God's son and company. I expect you to pay me. As cost of living goes up, I expect you to raise me, right. raise my money. Right. And I said, if I ever yes. get down to, uh, you know, $5, $10, if that's all I got, I'm not just going to squeeze it and squeeze it and squeeze it for a week. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to give it away that's and I'm right. not going to be broke. And so we, we adapted that, that living, that lifestyle. Yes, you living did. to give. And uh, I mean, if I'd get down to five or ten, I'd Jackie and I'd pray. I'd say, "Hey, I'm down to five dollars. Let's pray and give it away. We pray over and go give it to right, somebody." Right. I said, "Okay, Lord, I'm broke. And I told you I wouldn't be broke, and I mean, God bless us and bless us over and, and over." And that's how you and I live now. Yes, I've lived that all those years. Jackie and I did. Right, then she went right. to heaven, and then Dean went to heaven, and you and I got married, and now we live that way, living that's right. to get looking it's for the a most place, blessed way to be a blessing. Live. And yeah. and you know, people think when you preach it or talk about it. Oh, he's just trying to get my money. No, I'm trying to get you money. Yeah, I'm trying to get right. you into a lifestyle that'll <laughs> if be you a blessing knew. to you. If you only and be a help to yes. you. But living to give rocked my world. In fact, old Roberts called me one day and said, Terry, come over to let's have lunch. And so I went to lunch with him. Oh, this was decades ago, back in the, I guess, back in the 70s, uh, late 70s, maybe. And he said, let's go to lunch. So we went to lunch and he said, I've been reading your book. He says, my, it's mine and Evelyn's favorite book. So we keep it on our bedside table. We're talking about my old book, More Than Conquerors. And he said, uh, he said, talk to me about this living to give. Talk to me about it. And I said, well, Oral, you wrote the book on Miracle of Seed Faith. That's, that's, that's how it works. He said, yeah, but you're yeah. doing something else. He said, what you're talking about is a lifestyle. Right. And he said, that's what I want. And I said, you're exactly right. It's a lifestyle. So he and I talked about it. And then uh, Jerry Savell called me one day. Jerry's a good friend and been a friend of yours since y'all were teenagers, him, him and Carolyn. Y'all all raised in the same church there in Shreveport. Right. And Jerry called one day, and he said, hey, Terry, he said, Kenneth, uh, talking about Brother Copeland, he said, Kenneth said to, uh, uh, told me to call you and ask you if you mind if we use the phrase, if, if Kenneth uses the phrase, uh, living to give. He said he likes that. It's a great thing, and, and he'd like to use that. Right, right. And uh, I said, hey, it's honorable for you to ask me, but it's not mine. I said, it belongs to the Holy Ghost. I got it from Wayne Myers right. in, in Mexico, but I said, you go for it. I said, if you and, if you and Kenneth start saying it, you know, y'all got more influence than me. Maybe everybody will start believing it and doing it. Doing so it. for Making years, if y'all watched Brother Copeland, for years on his TV programs, it would say, this ministry is living again. Right. And, uh, and so it's just a lifestyle, Renee that uh, I'll never turn from and it's it's kept us 
It's kept us all these decades, all these years around the world. And uh, I'm excited about it. I tell you, and I won't ever not be excited. About right, it. right. As soon as this COVID thing started last year, the, in February of, of 20, what, 19, 2020? 2020. As soon as that happened, I, I said to, uh, I said to you, we were in Miami, Florida. And I said, right. I see the handwriting on the wall. Money's going to get weird. Boy, that's uh, right. And, and, then, and then Mr. Biden's <laughs> coming in office. It's really going to get weird. Right. And I said, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's start double up on our giving. And I mean, we scrambled around to give more money, and and you said, let's find another orphanage to give to, and you you called right. somebody. We had we had met somebody that had an orphanage, and we called them up and sent them a couple of thousand dollars, and and it blessed them and, and ministered to them. And yeah, it happened to be their budget. Happened for the to be month. their budget for the month that they uh, helped them out of a bind. It's just amazing. It's trading off money. It's twice sown seed in some situations, sure. and yet on the other hand. You know, when you when you're living to give, when you're looking to be a blessing, when you're looking to see like like David said about Mephibosheth, he says, "Is there anybody's a great in, story. in Saul's household that I can show kindness to?" Right. And Even I'm though always Saul had praying. done him so bad, done him so dirty. Yes, David still said, "I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hurt that family." Yeah, and it was just. The whole story, I was reading it again recently, and it just seems like those are one of the great, that's one of the great questions of the Bible is, is there anybody I can bless? Yes. Is there anybody? Yes. And you know, as Christians, that's how we want to literally live. One of our friends, Leland, wrote this this great song. Some of y'all ought to look up Leland and this song. Uh, called Carried to the Table. Oh, my and goodness, it's the story Terry. of Mephibosheth, how they, they picked him up. David had him picked up. Picked he was up. crippled. Yes. Sitting over in a corner, just, just crippled. And David picked him up and carried him to the table. Carried him to the table of the Lord and said, you will sit at my table all the days of your life. And it was just so... I mean, when you hear that song, no, it's great. And then you go read that story. It's like that living to give gets down on the inside oh, of absolutely. you. Absolutely. And you know, th- there are great questions. You and I were talking about this. Uh, two other great questions in the Bible that that we found, like King Ahasuerus said about Mordecai or Mordecai, how they, they ever pronounce it. And he said, "What shall be done for the man in whom the king delights?" Yes. You know, yes. I, I I really like this guy. What can I do to help him right. you know was that situation right. and then with but, elijah and gehazi he sure. said this shunammite woman's been good what to us what can we, do, can we yeah. do to bless her right. those three great great questions of god's the bible always looking to bless somebody god's well, we start, always i guess looking. you started this conversation with me about living to give because we're we were putting that in our new legacy series yes we did legacy volume one had that ready back in october yes we it did had four tremendous messages in it that right life changers right and then and Legacy Volume Two is going to have that message living to give. Right. So, uh, uh, with three other great messages along. That's the right. We, we've already talked about Jesus reversed the curse for a couple of programs, and now, right. uh, and then more than conquerors. Right. Uh, it's another message that has my hitchhiker story. Where the hitchhiker shot at me, and the bullets didn't yes. hit me. And uh, and then th- uh, thirdly, living to give is going to be in that. And then a fourth one is going to be on mission seven. God gave me that message. Oh my goodness! Back in the seventies, it's so tremendous. My life and so it's many so people's tremendous. Life. Seven Bible principles for mission. Well, and those are the things that that you have found in fifty three years of ministry at Third World Missionary Evangelism, and then that Dean and I heard you preach over and over in different different dynamics and different seasons of our life and our church family and so many people have been helped and ministered to yes. by that so that's coming out legacy 
series volume two we have that looking forward to and then the brand new uh we're going to be doing the brand new pulling down strongholds series cd series plus the book plus a wonderful book and so we are really looking forward to being able to share that with you and know that god is going to be able to help you and pastors and leaders around the world but Christmas time, Jesus is the reason for the season. J-M-I-C-F. Remember the orphans, Orphan remember one. the ministers, remember your own church and pastor. And uh, we, we just need to always be about the master's That's business. right. Go to OrphanOne.com to help us out with that. And then in the meantime, we just want to remind you again one more time that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye.